0: and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today, we're going to talk to Reto and we're going to find out more what's behind Globe Balance Bank because uh, he's a well-known entrepreneur and also a banker in Switzerland who created Global Balance Bank. So I'm just curious to find out what's behind this. We're going to talk about sustainability and other topics as well, the, the need to transform financial services and the like. So how are you today, Reto? I'm fine, thank you. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and especially I'm trying to promote the entrepreneurial journey in life, even though nothing wrong with being an employee, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, but it took me, 25 years of my life to find out what I wanted to do. So my dad wanted to go me to the university. So I didn't do that. So I went to some banks and worked in the investment area. Nevertheless, later on, I went to the university. So I have an economics background. Then I worked for some investment firms, UBS, uh, Swiss Re and Vontobel. It was very interesting markets. I have a very high interest in financial markets, but I did not find my passion there. So. I wrote a business plan for a company called Sustainable Asset Management, uh, because I uh, had a passion also for the environment, for nature, and wanted to combine financial markets with sustainability. I was then lucky to find investors uh, for my idea. That was back in '95. And then we had the challenge that this was way too early for sustainability in financial markets. So we had to find ways how to convince investors and how to tell our story. And then that uh, was when the idea came up to do an equity index on sustainability. So we uh, approached Dow Jones to do uh, an index with us, an equity index, and they decided to do that. That was back in 97. We created the Dow Jones Sustainability Index. And that gave us really access to data, and it was interesting that not as anticipated that investors reacted, but the corporate world. The corporate world was suddenly measured on sustainability, and that was new to them. And, and so we were able to really interact a lot with corporates, learn a lot of their their strategies, and put that into a portfolio. So that gave us the platform to do investment funds on water, climate, smart materials. We launched the first cleantech private equity fund and and really developed the company. And that that was when I found out this is really my passion, being an entrepreneur in the intersection between financial markets and sustainability.
0: Wonderful. So let's explain then what is Global Balance Bank and also why have you created it and, uh, and what sort of problem are you trying to solve building on the sustainability? And by the way, kudos for... Working with Dow Jones in 97 on this, right? Because a lot of people are walking around town talking about sustainability, but they didn't really know the word two years ago.
1: Yeah. So it's really interesting, the development we see now in the market, and it took more than a generation, more than 25 years, really, that topic to become relevant for other banks. Back on Globalance, we sold our first company, SAM Sustainable Asset Management, back in 2009 to Robico, and then we decided to do something new, but not for institutional investors, but for private investors. And that's when Globalance came in place. So we started a, a bank from scratch, which is a huge advantage, really, You can start on a white sheet of paper, and that bank is geared to private investors, families, foundations, and our mission is really to make sustainable investments. So the problem we are solving as a bank is we give investments a voice. Our investments tell our customers, our investors, what their impact is, what their impact is on the economy, on the society, on the environment. And uh, we want our portfolios to talk to their owners. So the owners should really know what their portfolios are are, are doing, what impact they have. So we have created uh, something called Globalance Footprint. So that's a concept, how we measure the footprint or the impact of, of any investments, equity, bonds, uh, and other asset classes in the portfolio. And later on, last year, we have created a Globalance World, and Globalance World is, is a Google Earth for investors. So it's a digital globe. You can browse on the planet. You can see every country and the impact that your portfolio has on the countries. You can see the climate exposure of your portfolio. And so we really visualize data on behalf of our investors.
0: All right. And if you were to compare yourself against other banks in Switzerland or around the world, what is your competitive advantage or what is your niche? Because now, all the incumbents are saying that the sustainability is their priority, that it has entered mainstream. They have special units dedicated to sustainable investments, doing the research. So, what is your angle? Of-
1: yeah, so I would make a, an, an analogy to the... Uh, car sector. So now everybody is trying to produce electric cars. And I'm a Tesla driver. Yeah. And before I was driving in Tesla, I was a proud Audi driver. But today, if I compare Tesla uh, and Audi and the electric cars they produce, it's no comparison. But Tesla is far ahead in, in technology, in understanding what they're doing. And I think uh, a reason is because everybody in the company is focused on producing electric car. So at Globalance, everybody in the company, the client relationship manager, the researcher, the portfolio manager, everybody is focusing on sustainability investing. So this is our DNA since we started uh, the bank. And this is even stated in our bylaws. And so everybody in the company, the employees, the board of directors, the shareholders, the customers, all of us are really focused on, on sustainable investment. So we don't have to convince anybody in the company that this is a good thing and that we have to change now, Uh, we just can walk and and innovate. And I think that's the big difference. So our portfolios look different. They're more sustainable. Our reporting looks different. We have created Globalance World, the digital tool. Our CRM have uh, a different knowledge on all those topics because we have a constant education on sustainability topics. Our research and asset management is aligned. So I think that's the difference, that the
0: whole company is really geared uh, to that mission. So basically, you are first and foremost a sustainability-focused bank. You mentioned that the key clients are, for example, family offices, other institutional investors, or what kind of customers are the Prime, primary target? No, we we have a very few
1: institutional investors. That was what we were doing at, at SAM. And we have private investors, families, foundations. They have a bit of different investment horizon. They have a
0: different investment. They
1: have a different decision process.
0: So that's our uh, target group. All right. And so what are the key products you are offering? If you just paint a picture, is that uh, if you are a high net worth individual who let's say it's a sustainability conscious, you are offering mandates already pre-made or you do something tailor-made for them. How does that work?
1: Yeah, I would say it's very simple. And and probably we run off, we're probably the bank with the most focused business model here in Switzerland. We're focused on sustainable investment strategies for private investors, families, and foundations. So this can take the form of a of a mandate, of a segregated account. Most of our clients do give us a discretionary account, about 85%, or it's the form of an investment fund. Most of our clients do have our one of our five uh, strategies, but also some of the larger clients, they have more customized uh, portfolios. And every product that we're doing is really based on sustainability research. And every product, every portfolio can be Followed on Global Balance World. That's the tool. So every investor has full transparency how sustainable his portfolio is.
0: All right. And uh, so if these are private individuals, how much money do they need to bring so that they can work with you? Is this high net worth, ultra high net worth we're talking about, or also retail and affluent?
1: Yeah, so the minimum size is about two, 300,000 uh, euro or Swiss francs. So we start with that. The average customer has about 1.5 million with us, but that's really the average. So we have much larger and, and much smaller investors. And our customers, as I said, are private investors. So those are people we describe them as do care investors. So they do care. So they care about performance, but they also care about, let's say, sustainability. So they want to combine both worlds. So we have to deliver market-based returns but on the basis of a portfolio that is in alignment with the Paris climate target, as an example. And some of those investors are female investors. So about 52% of our customer base is is female, but also millennials, entrepreneurs, and and many foundations that have a, let's say, mission that is, is geared to education or the environment. And so we can include that mission in the portfolios. And what
0: are the five strategies that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, they are based on the risk profile. So from being more conservative, having a lower equity allocation, uh, than to a 100% equity allocation. So it's really a risk-based differentiation of the products.
0: All right. Okay. Understood. But if we slice it then differently, and uh, you look at the different themes in sustainability, and maybe this doesn't have to be an exhaustive list, of course, but just uh, a few that we can talk about in more depth. What are the uh, key themes in sustainability where you focus which ones you like, uh, especially for, let's say, for the next year, a few years ago, when people talked about sustainability, it generally started with renewable energy, right? This in many countries mm-hmm. ended up differently because the governments mm-hmm. uh, gave subsidies on solar panels, things like this. Many businesses started, then the subsidies were withdrawn, then they were not sustainable by then, unfortunately, or sometimes they are. We do cover different
1: areas. We also call it the megatrends. So you can find nine megatrends in our investment strategies. But the most the mega trend with the most interest uh, by far is, is the climate topic, the decarbonization issue. And that's not only energy, it's really how can you decarbonize different industries. So that's a very interesting investment topic where you also can find very innovative companies and new business models. So that's one area that we find interesting. Another one is new mobility. We think there's a big change going on. Sensors batteries, software technologies that will be implemented in, in, in the mobility sector, not investing in the best traditional car company, but really investing in, in technologies that will revolutionize the, the whole mobility uh, sector. And maybe a third one is really the agriculture uh, sector, where we also see uh, convergence between agriculture technologies and, and digitization of different processes that's also an area where we where we think is is very interesting
0: yeah this is great we a while back we had hello tractor from africa on the show and hello tractor puts iot sensors into tractors and then the farmers in africa can borrow those tractors and use them for not only their farms but also for others and that's how they can get the the asset that they need without crippling doubt payment that otherwise would have to do and they work Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. with uh, mastercard and their payment technology to to put this together and so yeah you can go further or in switzerland if you look through mass challenge incubators i spoke to them as well they of course focus a lot on the food. So, when you talk about agriculture, sometimes you can flip it around. And look, maybe plant based meat this is the way you deal with the problem from the very beginning, which is that some animals, unfortunately, have a heavy footprint on the planet as well.
1: Yeah, that's a big topic, alternative proteins, of course, but also if you look at the insurance industry in the agriculture sector, if there's, let's say, a problem with the, with the weather and, and the farmers have some damages, then it took uh, quite a while until they got some insurance payments. And now with the implementation of drones and other technologies, insurance companies are much faster in finding out what was the damage. And so there are also other technologies in, in that sector that you know can be very interesting.
0: Exactly. So you're reading my mind. And I know Swiss Re had an event a while back on the drones in insurance industry already. And a lot of other companies mm-hmm. do this, both in Switzerland and the United States. Uh, huge business. And... Uh, I love the drone, so I, I like all the use cases to have an excuse to uh, bring uh-huh. them into fintech somehow, right? but fair enough. All right, understood on the products and the clients, but you mentioned that generally you, the way this is all structured is that they have your their money with you on a segregated account. So I guess this is basically a model as if you if you compare it to an asset manager, right? So you probably are regulated, but in terms of funding this is this is easy in a way because you just need to fund your operational expenses. Yeah, but we're a bank and the bank uh, has to have a
1: certain minimum equity, so we had to raise that as well. But beside of that, we're extremely lean. When we started the bank, we were really deciding just to outsource all the business uh, processes that are not really key to us. Trading or reporting back office, middle office, that's outsourced. And, and we started the company by ourselves, so uh, the founders are still the major shareholders of the company. But in the meantime, we also have about 50 private investors uh, in the company. About 50% of them are also customers of Alliance. So it's a small group
0: of really uh, committed uh, people on the sustainability front. So the business model would be to charge the fees for those mandates. Are you also aligned with with your clients in terms of performance fees or how does that work? Yeah. So our business model is really based on, on asset uh, under management,
1: where, where we have a fee with, with the clients. It's an all-in fee, where all the fees from us are, are included, excluding third-party fees. Performance fee is not something that we came across that our clients, and yeah, I, I said it's mostly private investors, so they are not really used. To, or most of them are not used to performance fees, so we, we are not offering that model. But uh, since about three years, we have developed a new business line, and that's the B2B business. So there are many banks that are now also starting with sustainable investing. And mainly the smaller or the mid-sized bank, they are not doing that by themselves. So they are outsourcing that to, you know banks like ours so we have a couple of banks where we do the sustainability portfolios we help them with marketing we help them with uh, training their customer relationship managers so that's a very interesting and scalable uh, business model for us as well
0: all right i see understood now that maybe is a good segue to what i wanted to ask next which is you you spent quite some time with in big banks before you started your own business and you also worked in in a b2b setting so if you look at financial services more broadly how and where do you think that they should transform where do you think that they lag versus other industries um i would say if you look at it like okay this is a 21st century where some of the industries are in terms of leveraging all the technologies that are out there look at the car industry you mentioned tesla and where they got to where they got all the industry to focus on electric cars so if you look at the banks where do you think that there is more potential to be done so they can do things better or maybe more efficiently or more, in more innovative way? Uh-huh.
1: So, I mean, overall, I think that They are pretty late to the sustainability development. If I look at other industries, they have been much earlier into the game. If you take the insurance industry, they know everything about uh, climate change. They have models. They have analysts. Banks are very new to this game. So I think they have been late. And then let's hope that they become part of the solution and uh, are not part of the problem. So that's more overall when you look at sustainability. I think there are three areas where banks move uh, much faster. Number one is really the customer. Focus on customers and not on products. One example is really where we try to innovate is on the reporting side. The reporting of investment portfolios today is so poor. If you look at, let's say, Spotify or Netflix, they also have portfolios of, of music or portfolios of movies. And they have a very different way how they report those portfolios to their customers than compared to banks. So this customer focus. Then another area is transparency. I think our industry is still, you know, not so transparent. We're entering a new phase where the the world will become much more transparent. and, And so maybe the banks can take a leading role here, even though that would take a cultural shift as well. And the third area is really innovation. We're not an industry where innovation was really high on the agenda so far. We might be disrupted from other players, from other sectors. And so I think innovation will be very key for for banks, whether it's a large bank or or, or a small bank.
0: Agreed, understood, makes sense. Now, if you go back and look at yourselves, Global Balance Bank, and your ambitions, where are you on your journey? Maybe if you even say one to 10, if this is mission complete, are you getting close or it's still a long way or where are you on your journey when you look at the products or geographic reach or funding or hiring?
1: Yeah, which is started, I would say. We This year we celebrated our 10 years anniversary. So we're still a very young bank. But if I would compare it with the marathon that has 42 kilometers, maybe we're at kilometer five or, or 10. It's still very early in the game. We have to improve our products, that they become much more sustainable. And and that goes along also with better data and our geographic reach is still you know, pretty small. Most of our customers come from German speaking Europe. So I think for us, it's exciting times. It's a big hype in the business environment on sustainability. So it's very exciting. And and also, this B2B strategy for us, that's really something where we can scale. And we just launched a fintech on the basis of uh, Globalance World, this digital
0: tool where you can see your portfolio.
1: And for us, it's really an exciting time. And then we're very excited.
0: To move forward great stuff thank you very much reto my last question is uh, typically where can interested parties find you how can they find out more about globalance or yourself yeah physically we're in the center of zurich five minutes from parade plots but the
1: easiest way is obviously our website globalance.com where uh, you see all our strategies and then not to forget globalanceworld.com that's really the Google Earth for investors, try it out and, and upload your portfolio and see what your climate score is.
0: All right, wonderful. So thank you so much, Reto, again, and uh, good luck to Global Balance Bank. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at voiceofintech.com. Happy to hear from you. Thank you.